1: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast.
0: This is Play Me, Canada's national digital theatre. Each week we take some of the hottest plays and transform them into contemporary audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm
1: Chris Tolley.
0: Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We are introducing a new mini-series called Play Me Mono. Over the past several months, we've been hosting some conversations with some of Canada's most celebrated playwrights, recording a monologue they've written and sitting down in front of a live audience to dive deeply into their writing process. And the playwrights we've been featuring have been amazing, including Debbie Young, Anita Africa, Judith Thompson, Keith Barker, and Daniel McIver.
1: And we'd love to take credit for this, but we can't. It was actually Robin Sokolowski from the Playwrights Guild of Canada who came to us with this great idea. The Playwrights Guild of Canada has been a partner on PlayMe right from the very beginning. And I think it's because we we really have the same goals and objectives. For PlayMe, we really want to promote playwrights and Canadian playwrights to an international audience. We're lucky enough to have Robin here with us. And Robin, can you tell us a little bit about the Playwrights Guild and what the Playwrights Guild does?
2: Playwrights Guild of Canada is a 45-year-old organization, and we champion the rights and freedoms... Of Canadian playwrights from across the country. We currently have over 900 members and we do everything we can to promote and protect playwrights.
1: What's your inspiration behind Play Me Mono? Why did you come up with this idea?
2: I've been working at the Playwrights Guild of Canada for over the last 10 years and I have this amazing privilege of working very closely with the uh, these theater creators. Uh, I think that they have uh, their stories are the untold stories. Their plays are at the forefront on stage, but their plays and the inspiration behind their plays isn't often told.
1: And why monologues?
2: Monologues to me uh, offer uh, just like a song from an album, a window into the uh, entirety of the whole. Uh, I think that it's very special to really dig deep into uh, one particular character's mind uh, because I think it reveals uh, that particular perspective of the work.
0: I think you're right that playwrights often are not the focus of a story, but of course any play, any production starts with the playwright. Why do you think that is? Why don't playwrights get enough notoriety, particularly in Canada?
2: Theatre is a collaborative uh, creation. Uh, playwrights are a part of that collaboration I think that they are the very starting point of that uh, collaboration so um, the beautiful thing about playwrights and why I love working at the guild so much is because there is this understanding from all of our members that once they create something it is uh, there to be shared with the world and interpreted and um, done under under the different perspectives of so many other people. So oftentimes, their initial vision uh, is, uh, becomes a conglomeration of so many others.
0: Why did you want to do um, Play Me Mono live? Why did you want to have the live audience? Normally, we record in, in a studio separately, but what was the, the thinking behind that?
2: I wanted to do the uh, interviews live uh, because playwrights, again, are so often behind the curtain. And I think that this was a real opportunity. It was such a gem of an experience to be able to sit in the room, see the faces of the playwrights as they describe their work. There is just nothing else like that. It gives you goosebumps.
1: Thank you so much for coming to us with this idea. And thank you so much for all the support that you've given us throughout the past three years.
0: So what you're about to hear is the playwright talking in front of a live audience about their play, about the monologue, and about their work overall. It's intercut with pieces of the monologue, and at the very end, you can hear the monologue in full.
1: And our first episode of Play Me Mono features a monologue from Shimamiwata and The Pussy Witch Hunt, which is about four young characters as they come of age amidst the constraints of gender politics, homophobia, and divinity in modern-day Jamaica.
3: Mammy water, Mammy water, Mummy water go come and get you, Mammy water. What drives me the most is this this idea that I can communicate an idea that I'm feeling to another human being who can then reflect upon the story that I've told them and feel maybe a bit of what I'm feeling and also connect their own feelings. Hi, my name is Debbie Young, Annie Africa, and I do many things. All of those things um, are storytelling. So I identify as a black woman, mother, uh, arts worker, queer, an, an African, born and raised in Jamaica and on Turtle Island. Um, a traveler, a poet, etc., etc., etc. I don't experience these identities as um, compartmentalizations. I don't. I don't experience them as my body being cut into a million pieces. Quite the contrary, they feel. They feel like rings or like layers, like like a, like a tree trunk, you know. And sometimes sometimes a particular elements of those identities will like jump to the center. You know, like when I experience a moment that is inherently misogynist or inherently uh, racist or 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 anti-immigrant or you know, ableist, then then different parts of myself will will leap to the center and and now, you know, I feel like, I need to protect and and make room for that, that identity. My whole point of being on the planet is to grow and learn and explore who and what I am. I, I, I really feel that that's the whole point. And In that process of exploring who I am, I think about class and I think about race and I think about gender and I think about sexuality and language and ability and all of these things formulate my perspectives on the world, my worldview and they also formulate my expectations of myself as a storyteller and as a human being. I'm an African woman who was diasporized through the process of the transatlantic slave trade. Like I'm here because Europeans went to Africa, stole African peoples, enslaved them, put them on ships, carried them across the Atlantic, landed in Jamaica, some ships, and then my peoples are from Jamaica as a result of that. And then my parents um, moved to Turtle Island or Dagwondo, uh which is uh, Toronto, a um, Haudenosaunee word. And and then brought me here. So that's how come I'm here. <laughs> that's how I got here. The characters that I create, and particularly in Mami Wata, are they're so imperfect, they're so raw, they're so vulnerable, and they're so um, courageous, you know? And and every one of them has a little bit of of how I experience the world, even though when you see them together. They are different. They're very different from each other. And I, I often use the, the characters to show the uh, not only the depth and breadth of humanity, but also to show just how far-reaching our differences are, you know, emotionally. Mummy carry her baby to water, dip her one time, two time, three times clean. Then wrap her up in swaddling cloth and leave her for guan grow green. Then, mummy make her way, gliding backward on water till she could see the baby no longer, nor hear it cry for it mother. Mami Wata dive into the ocean deep, never to be seen again by anybody. Mami Wata, yes. Mami Wata is is actually not um, a singular concept. So Mami Wata is uh, multiple... Uh, water deities in Africa she comes out of the Nigerian Yoruba tradition the IFA tradition with the Orishas so she is an Orisha and her um, her element is the the sea and uh, below is Olokun who governs the profound sea And Yemaya is considered to be the mother of all the, the Orishas. So just picture for a moment, close your eyes, and picture for a moment circular earth and see all the waters. So we're talking oceans, lakes, rivers, streams, ponds, springs, and... All of that together would be the Mami water I mean, that's just brilliant, right? It's, it's not one thing. It's many, many things. It's not one being. It's many, many beings. And if you consider how water moves, so all of those bodies of water are somehow connected, yet they also act seemingly independent of each other. So... You know, with a visual of that concept in mind, you have an idea of what the mommy water is. And the mommy water simultaneously protects, guards, destroys, recreates everything that is possible on the planet is possible by the mommy water. like... <laughs> Mother Turza, the Uwbia worker, so them say, <laughs> and I, I don't make them any wiser. Healer, medicine doctor, Riddler, called by many names, all the same. The Maiden, Mother, Crone. I really that trinity for me is is a fantastic archetype. The Mother Turza character is. The crone, Nikki is the maiden, you know, and in and in in the the mother sort of f- fluctuates between all the characters. They've all got a little a little mother in them. It's a fantastic archetype because in in I can see in myself the ways in which. I'm, I'm just emerging, just beginning to scratch the surface of these questions around what does it mean to love another human being when you don't agree with them, which might mean you don't like them, and you might even have support to back you up. Like, what does it mean to love another human being? So I can see in ways I'm like young and fresh and asking these questions, and I can see the ways in which I'm a mother and sort of midway through the process. I, I'm 40 years old, cut my hair a few months ago. It grew back gray. Who knew? I love it. But it's a reminder. It's a constant reminder to me that you have lived. You haven't lived the whole thing, but you have lived. And so you're in that middle place as the mother. And then the crone um, is, is such a beautiful archetype because the crone represents that ancient knowledge, that ancient um, earthly knowledge um, that I also have within me and that we all have access to. In the church, they say many are called, but few are chosen. (laughs) For you, for you indeed, this business of being chosen, chosen like them choose to crucify Jesus, Chosen like them choose black people to bring cross the ocean. Chosen like long-run short catch. (laughs) Blood-stained cutlasses. Angered by a devaluing dollar in a country magical and malevolent. The Crone, who is Mother Terza gives us um, an opportunity to reflect on all the things that have happened in the past, including the atrocities. And she names them. She names them in the monologue. You know, being the crone in African culture, being the wise elder, gives you a lot of license to say things that might be painful, but are necessary for the community to hear. And within the African oral storytelling tradition that was that was brought via the transatlantic slave trade to let's say the caribbean and to jamaica specifically that tradition that i grew up in the storyteller has a responsibility to the village so the storyteller has a responsibility to reflect all that's happening and also the possibilities for healing and so mother terza is that character And with that question, we began to uncoil ourselves like a serpentine past and a serpentine present, moving into a serpentine future, birthing into the blackness, becoming water, becoming mommy water. In the beginning, there was mommy water. The serpentine past, the serpentine present, and the serpentine future. Clearly, somebody's obsessed with snakes. <laughs> but if we think of mythology and we think of um, the role that the snake has played globally. It is in very, very few traditions, Christianity being one of them, that the snake is represented in a negative way. So, if we look at look around the world, we will actually see the complete opposite: that the snake is a symbol of fertility and the the ouroboros which is the, the snake which has its tail in its mouth is one of the most ancient symbols of life the beginning of life as it stands you look at indigenous cultures globally every corner of the earth i'm talking about now and you investigate their myths And the snake has a regal place, right? You look at Indian culture. You look at First Nations cultures from Turtle Island. You look at indigenous cultures from the African continent. On and on and on. For example, the snake is considered uh, the ancestor in, in West African cultures. So with the advent of Christianity... Um okay so a little bit of change came along you know the serpent was turned into something evil and with that we who have been conditioned by um neo-christianity we now consider the serpent to be a symbol of of wickedness you know and 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 also attribute that wickedness to women so when Mother Teresa talks about a serpentine past, a serpentine present and a serpentine future, she is specifically talking about the presence and the power of women that actually was not, cannot and will not be erased, even with all the conditioning that has happened, even with all the persecution that has happened, even with the misogyny, her argument is that actually, you can bury bury things, and quite literally, um, women's places of worship uh, were buried, and Christian churches built on top of them. You can bury, uh, you can try to bury truth and try to bury knowledge, but ultimately. Mm, you can't deny cycles. You cannot deny the sun going up, coming down. You can't deny the moon. You can't deny the cycles of life, death, and rebirth. And so she is making a statement about that. That day, that fateful final deer in Liquor rock. In the Church of the Righteous, a storm the size of a mountain top sweep up from the ocean through the entire village. Some people say it had seashells for eyes, nose, and mouth. Some said it had seaweed for legs and sea sand for hands. People called for fire, but the church of the righteous flooded with water, water, water pouring through every door and window. And when the storm came, four little friends, four little friends were gone. And you know, in, in Mami Wata, really at the end, we don't know what happens because the the, the the oceans rise up and they come into the church and they just they take away Nikki and they take away Michael and you know they, they take away these characters that have been so traumatized and we don't know where they're taken to, but but in this in this um, old African tradition of redemption by water, like the people jumping overboard—it's—it's it's an ode to that, you know. The water washes the whole church, and 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 somehow, somehow we tell ourselves that they're gonna be all right. In Jamaica, there's a tradition of—not um, a tradition, but there is a saying called "fire, fire bun, fire bun, which is literally "fire burn, fire burn." you say fire burn to an idea that you don't agree with. So it's incinerated, right? Which is also like an old witchy thing. It's like, you know, write it on a piece of paper, burn the paper, you know, fire will, fire can squash and quell and change and fire is also an incredible element. The element of water though, the role of water in the play is to completely transform Um, the reality as we know it that's what happens in the play by the end the mommy water who brought the child then comes and claims a child and the idea there is that from water we are birthed the womb the nine months or the seven or the six or the five however long but that relationship with water and then we live as water and then we are returned to the earth this is the idea that I'm playing with. Black cat, black widow, black plague, black witch, black hole, black spider, black today, black death, black Madonna, black bitch, black Sabbath, black Friday, black sea, black power, black Crone, black woman, black fear, black vagina. my writing process honors the fact that i'm a poet first and foremost i i consider all of it poetry you know and so monologues are poems emails are poems conversations are poems it's all of it all of it all of it plays are long long poems So that being the the case, I always begin with a poem. So the the poetry I I write on the day-to-day, and uh, when I have a new idea for a play, I will look at my library of poetry first. Before I get into any other ideas, I will look to see where have I been in relation to this subject area uh, where have I been before? And am I, am I there? And oftentimes, if I'm no longer there, that poem will be a really wonderful way to show the growth of a character. So they can start there, but they can end up somewhere else. So I will start with a poem, and in a first draft, I may have one, two, three, four poems, and that's the draft. The draft of the play, Poetry. We start out with some poems, and then I present it to the community and get the feedback. I have a sense of where I want to go, uh, but then I'll get so many more ideas. Why? Because if you have multiple people in a room, you're going to get multiple perspectives, and it's so useful. Still, you are the playwright, so you know your power is not diminished, your power don't gone. There's nothing to be worried and defensive about. You listen, I listen, I listen, and then I go back to the drawing board. And those poems will then begin to be, um, some discarded, and then some will be broken down into bits, and I start to work on the actual structure of the play. But still, the backbone is always poetry. So, for example, this piece that we're listening to Yes, that was a very long poem. It could be attributed to Mata Terza. Gave her that poem, embellished it, changed it, grew it, and then split it up into different pieces. Um, I put it back together for our purposes uh, because that's where it originally began. Mother Terza, the obia worker, so them say, <laughs> and I, I don't make them any wiser. Healer, medicine doctor, riddler, called by many names, all the same. <laughs> wriggle me this, wriggle me that. Guess me this wriggle, or perhaps not, Nikki. Michael, Kizzy, and Everdon. They too called by many names, all the same. Four little friends, beginning, middle, and end. Come make we start again then. Start from the very beginning again. Once upon a time, time, time. Black Cat, Black Widow, Black Plague, Black Witch, Black Hole, Black Spider, Black Today, Black Death, Black Madonna, Black Bitch, Black Sabbath, Black Friday, Black Sea, Black Power, Black Crown, Black Woman, Black Fear, Black Vagina, (laughs) maiden, mother, crone, our Father, Son, Holy Spirit, which trinity is it? Who come first? Who comes second? Who come third? After all, eh? Egyptian cosmology turned Christian mythology. Vatican stand up stiff, 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 stiff. Pan the grave of ancient witch, witch, witch. The goddess temples fall and Punani, Punani get involuntary overhaul. New stories come to town and old ones get buried deep, 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 deep underground man know the ruling class woman get left for loss. but what goes up must, must, bound, bound to come down, down, down and bound, 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 bound to go down, 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 down because life is a paradox <laughs> What a a collapse! Everybody in Little Rock inside of the Church of the Righteous today for this very special Sunday service, including church greeter Sister Kizzy, who you meet outside earlier, the town dressmaker Auntie Daris, who raised Michael, Brother Everdon, who always dressed the impress and the man of the moment. <laughs> Little Rock's new minister. Pastor M. I, Mother Terza, I am also in the church today. And later on, later on, we will be joined by a very special and unexpected guest. When future book tour and fall into the past, the present start to rumble to wrath. The church. They say many are called but few are chosen. Hey, hey, for you, for you indeed. This business of being chosen. Chosen like them choose to crucify Jesus. Chosen like them choose black people to bring across the ocean. Chosen like long run, short catch. <laughs> Bloodstained cutlasses, angered by a devaluing dollar in a country magical and malevolent. Speaker boxes and the unruly live truly to break all the rules that have ever been set for them. Rules like woman not supposed to take off them clothes and dance sexy. Rules like woman not supposed to use them sex as exchange for money. Rules like woman not supposed to have sex with other women. <laughs> Even if these rituals are as old as time itself, I should know I was there. Well, Nikki. AKA Water Data, number one dance hall queen in Jamaica, refuses to squeeze into men's arms, to squeeze into braziers, or to squeeze into rules, who squeeze are like lime between unimaginative fingers, hoping to ejaculate more order and decency. No matter what people say, he say, she say, them say, fervently condemn her secret undoings she returns dutifully to her six days a week bubbling gig at the pussy witch hunt Have my own version of the seven days of creation. The first day, the first day, before in the beginning, before woman and man, before up and down, straight and bent up, ben up, we were before becoming everything. We were nothing. We contemplated nothing. In the nothingness of the blackness which surrounded us, we meditated, tightly coiled within ourselves, tail in mouth, mouth in water, 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 everywhere. We ruminated upon the blackness, the deep black water that was us. The second day, the second day, we introspected upon ourselves. The vast and deep blackness that was the water, that was everything and nothing, an eternal void consumed within in this where we were until we were no longer in this where. The eternal calm stirred, and a deep thirst washed over us. And from it, a question arose. But we we are all questions and answers. On the second day, we listen to ourselves. On the third day, the third day, that question which arose inflamed our deep nothingness, but we are all answers and all questions. Who seeks what within us? And with that question, we began to uncoil ourselves like a serpentine past and a serpentine present, moving into a serpentine future, birthing into the blackness, becoming water, becoming mommy water. In the beginning, there was mommy water. Mummy water, Mummy water, Mummy water, go come and get you, Mummy water, Mummy water, Mummy water, water. Mummy water, go come and get you, Mummy water. As children, I was mother to all of them. Them bond was so thick, the only next option was for it to break. Kizzy, Michael, Everdana, Nikki. But wait, your children don't gone to school yet. Eh? You're out here singing, send me Nikki, go to school, Mr. Salaman instead of picking up your school bags off the dirty ground and making your way down the hill? Ever done Kizzy, and Michael. You come here early every morning to ramp and run up and down like Lego beast. I am sure Auntie Darris think that you already reached the school, Michael. Hey, people pan the road must think on don't have no abiding city or see. It's time to go to school, I said. But before you leave, come here. Story come to town. Once upon a time, time, time. On the night Nikki born, there was a full moon shining bright, bright up in the sky. River, ocean, and stream have a big party celebrating the coming of Nikki. Mummy water emerge through the ocean bed from miles, miles beneath the sea, and the waves get calm, and the waters part, glide on sand did she. Tight natty curls, midnight black eyes, face round and broad, like the moon, nose strong and thick, lips and breast firm and quick, our bottom half Floor and glow. Right there, right there on the beach with our self spread wide, mommy, water fingers digging in sun. And the baby head crown, mommy, let out a wheel that you never yet hear from a man. Mummy carry her baby to water, dip her one time, two time, three times clean. Then wrap her up in swaddling cloth and leave her the guan grow green. Then mummy make her wear gliding backward on water till she could see the baby no longer nor hear it cry for it mother. Mummy water dive into the ocean deep, never to be seen again by anybody. In that morning I go down to the seaside looking for new herbs to heal when I hear the tiny, tiny, tiny voice calling from under the tree a baby pan beach. Alone in this hour, I look left, I look right for the mother. Nobody in sight as far as the eyes could see. So I, I take liberty and I carry whom the baby. And raise and you is she. Every 13th moon, if you go down to the sea at night, Be careful not to take a swim. Mommy water and all our water. Woman them just might take you in. Shh. Mommy water. Shh. Mommy water. Shh. Mommy water. water. Go come and get you. Mommy water. Jack Mandora, me no choose no. All right, little children. Galangwana school now. Hey. What them eyes don't see them heart don't leap. Life is like a boulder that you could really break yourself open. On that day, that faithful final day in rock, in the church of the righteous. A storm the size of a mountain top sweep up from the ocean through the entire village. Some people say it had seashells for eyes, nose, and mouth. Some said it had seaweed for legs and sea sand for hands. People called for fire, but the church of the righteous flooded with water, water, water pouring through every door and window. And when the storm come four little friends, four little friends were gone. No more room. No more room for male gods who sanction our debt. Without we and our black hole there would be no you, no you, no meat, no story, no science, no culture, no economics, no capitalism, no colonization. Four little friends were gone, no male god to sanction our debt. Why do they devilize our punani, devilize our jade palace, devilize our goddess flow and all of humanity that come from it? Them name call, point finger at, step on, step in, violate, cut open, stab, butter, bruise, burn, chop, tighten, spit and suffocate and murder, murder, murder. The deepest temple which holds all the mysteries. Four little friends were gone. Them beat we and rape we and curse we and spit upon we and torture we and impoverish we. What them know about liberation. What them know about freedom, there is no freedom until our pussies heal up, until our pussies stop cry blood. The tears that them instigate over and over and over again, making them male god with a penis and forget the cunt, the cunt, the deep black cunt that them first kiss when they were pushed out of heaven. Me, me. Me not living under no blood clot Man government Me mother are not living under no blood clot Man government Woman, woman, woman in a church Woman out of church You must listen, it's lies It's lies, lies Them telling that you're dirty Smelly, whorish, dirty, stupid Weak, ugly, carve out Your own story woman, carve out Your own story, carve out the bullshit That has been pissed down your throat And plant a tree woman Plant a tree of self-love to grow roots, this pussy shame, this pussy shame, this pussy shame swept into our backs like a white man riding our ass uninvited, I feel no shame. I feel no shame. No guilt, no remorse, I feel no obligation or allegiance to some idea of woman society pick up while trying to crawl out of its mother's womb and away, and away, and away from the mommy water, away from the mommy water, away from the mommy water. You woman, you decide what is holy, you decide what is decent, what is proper, you woman, You decide what is liberation. You decide what is liberation, shh, Mammy Wata, Mammy Wata. Mami wata go come and get you. Mami wata.
1: That was episode 1 of 4 of Play Me Mono. Be sure to tune into the next episode where we do a deep dive look into a Judith Thompson monologue.
0: Visit playmepodcast.com to learn more about our shows, leave a comment, or let us know what you think of our podcast.
1: Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. The associate producer is Pippa Johnstone. This episode was edited by Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Special thanks to our partners, the Playwrights Guild of Canada, Factory Theatre, Tarragon Theatre, and the Musical Stage Company. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.